here today with Abena. Abena, thank you for coming in. It's good to see you. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. How's how's your senior year going? We haven't seen each other since English last year. I mean, I've seen you in the hallways a little bit, but yeah. I wanted to catch up with you. How's everything going? It's going really well. Um, senior year, I mean, it's everything that people say it is, super stressful. Um, college process is definitely something that has been a life-changing experience, but I'd say it's been, I've been really enjoying my classes. I've been meeting a lot of new people, and it's been really fun. You've yeah. been taking some classes over at Gilman, right? Yes, I have one class at Gilman, one at RPCS this year. Um, I have creative writing at Gilman and black American music at RPCS. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, and I actually took African-American literature with Mr. Valentine White last semester at Gilman. 100% recommend the class. It's like, it's amazing. Um, I met like a lot of amazing um, peers and from the different schools and like, it was just a really great class, so. What is your creative writing class like? That sounds interesting to me. And I know that you, you know, knowing you from last year, you like to write a lot. And we did a lot of personal essay writing last year. Mm -hmm. uh, what is this creative writing class like? Yeah, so it's like my like third day because we've had a lot of snow days so far this year. But it's like been really great. Miss um, Royston is teaching it. Um, she is a fellow, I think, right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and she has moved cross country, so from California, I'm pretty sure. So um, it's been really nice to hear like from her perspective. Um, and we've been analyzing a lot of poems. That's something we did a lot in um, your Amer uh, American history class, or not history, American English class last year. Um, and yeah, we've analyze poems and we write poems and today we had our first day sharing out our poems so that was really nice. Ooh, what was that like? That's always a little nerve-wracking at first. Yeah so I last year I struggled a lot with like um, public speaking, sharing out. That was always something that I wasn't as used to just because I was like very comfortable with my own personal work um, but I through your class and African-American literature last semester, I've really been able to become more confident around sharing my work. So that, that's really nice. So um, this semester with creative writing and today, it was, it was really nice. Um, I found it a lot less nerve-wracking than usual. Um, and yeah, I, I find it like really important to be able to like hear your voice when um, you have the chance to. Yeah, I agree. Uh, were you workshopping poems, or was the class looking at your poem, or was it just delivering what you've written? Um, it was, we had like an assignment. Um, we were looking at this poem, it's called Venus's Flytraps by, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna say the author's name right. Um, I wanna say Yusef Kumanyaka. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and it, it's a really like, in my opinion, it's a really chaotic poem, but we had to like base um, our own poems off of um, the author's writing style in Venus's Flytrap. So, um, for example, like he started with I am five. So 
I started mine with I Am 7, and it's kind of like a trip down memory lane. It was kind of like pointing out the different stages of my life. Um, so we all like kind of followed that prompt and shared out in like a circle. That's like another thing that I just love about like the English classes at I haven't taken one, well, aside from Black American music, kind of, I haven't taken one at RPCS, but at Gilman and Bryn Mawr, I really like how we do, like, the circle in some type of way when we're talking and, like, just discussing in English in order to have that more, like, relatable vibe going on mm -hmm. and stuff. So, um, yeah, we broke out into a circle, shared our poems. It was really... It was really nice. Well, people say that Bryn Mawr has the Harkness table, yeah. right? Do you guys have big, thinking. like, furniture for discussions, correct? Yes. I say that we have Harkness tables here at Gilman, even though they're not actually the furniture. It's like <laughs> yeah. you're still in that shape, you know, and you're mm -hmm. focused on discussing with each other. So. Yeah. yeah. I think that's good. I mean, I've, I've been trying that with my my classes a little bit. I think their arrangement does matter. Yeah, um, it definitely does. But... I have three seniors in my senior elective on British novels this year. Two, oh, really? two Bryn Mawr students and Clayton Badley in there. Oh, so really? Nice. It's fun. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a small group though. It's you know it's a totally different type of class. Oh, but, really? Yeah. What do you like? What do you guys talk about in that in that type of class? Well, we're reading <clears throat> various British novels, and I had a you know I had my plan and a syllabus thinking yeah. that maybe 10 or 11 students would sign up for it but now that there are 3 we're trying to work together and figure out what we want to do this semester you know we're going to mm -hmm. read we're reading Virginia Woolf right now we're going to read Alice Huxley and then this new book about an artificial intelligence i guess robot called Clara and the Sun mm -hmm. um, so the the course is sort of based on the future yeah. we're going to talk a lot about the future which is interesting, I think, yeah. but it's totally different now that there are three students in there. It's like we could do whatever we want. We could scrap this curriculum, try something else, and but the class is British novels, um, so testing things out. That's really cool. In a way, like the flexibility makes it like more fun. Yeah, so yeah. Cool. You know, the, and and everyone seems excited about it in this group. So, you know, they're all ready to come and talk about the reading and. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we'll see how it goes. That's good. Yeah. Uh, what else has been keeping you busy this year other than classes and coming back to Gilman for some classes and doing some creative writing? Right, yeah. Um, so last semester, or last year, um, I was doing a lot of dancing. I wanted, I've wanted to get back into dancing for a while. I stopped doing it in, like, middle school, eighth grade-ish, like, early um, like pre-COVID, um, so, and I stopped just because, I don't know, I kind of felt like I was, like, the only one, like, who danced, I, I was, like, in a middle school era where I wanted to, like, be, like, my friends, and <laughs> I wanted to try lacrosse and mm -hmm. squash, and I loved those sports, but I guess I kind of really abandoned dance, and, like, um, dance is something that I've been doing since I was, like, I want to say, like, four years old um, and both my parents are dancers so it was kind of like a thing where it was like passed down to me I guess. Um, yeah I think I remember you saying it's a big part of your family. Yeah yeah um, both my parents went to college for dance they got their MFAs at UMD so they do it as a passion a career it's just like their life 
Um, and it wasn't in a way that like I was forced to follow in their footsteps because I was able to like drop it and decide to like expand and try other sports. Um, but it was something where it just felt like when I wasn't doing doing it, it felt like a part of me was missing, I want to say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, I was really happy when I decided to just go back into it last year. And I performed in the Nutcracker, which was really fun. Um, I actually got a lead, <laughs> so that was really unexpected. Was that at Bryn Mawr? Was that the... Uh, no, sorry. This is at... Um, I dance at Morton Street. It's like this dance company outside of school. Um my sister actually like mainly dances in it, so I just joined because of her. I was mainly doing twigs. It's at um, BSA, Baltimore School for the Arts, but I it goes until eighth grade. So, um, but Warren Street, I did the Nutcracker. It was really fun. Um, it's my first time performing in years, so that was like definitely a new experience. Um, Definitely nerve-wracking, just, like, being on stage in front of a huge audience. And actually, the governor, the governor's daughter also dances there. So, like, oh, wow. the governor was, like, in our show. So that attracted even more people. So it was just, like, so many people. Um, but it was it was really fun. And I, I'm really glad I did it. So, yeah. What is... um. What is the... Since I've never danced and I didn't <laughs> grow up dancing, yeah. you know, I'm wondering about... Like how you, obviously your parents helped you get into it at first, but what that's like at a young age, being serious about dance and sort of what the culture is around like being a dancer. So, so I know, you know, I, I, I've got a pulse on different sports on campus. Like you've got mm-hmm. l- lacrosse and I help out coaching lacrosse and I go watch the basketball games and you watch, you know, different sports, but dance is something that's sort of unfamiliar to me. And I'm wondering, you know, as a, as a young person growing up, what that's what that's like to be involved in dance. Yeah, it's definitely different. Like I was saying in middle school, like I wanted to be more like my friends. Like it was in a sense that it was like middle school, but it was also in a sense where it was like throughout since kindergarten going in up until middle school, the strict um, like times that I would have to dedicate to dance. Like I'd have classes five out of, or honestly, six out of seven days of the week, um, every day but Sunday. Um, They would be for hours every single day after school. I'd have to learn how to manage my homework, all of those things. And then um, performances took away, like, all of my, like, weekend time. I'd have, like, rehearsals all day. So, like, I'd miss that birthday party, that sleepover, you know. So, definitely, it was a lot, it's a lot of sacrifice. Um, And I think at some point, like, I think I just got really tired of it. And I was like, I just can't do this anymore. But, um, yeah, it's definitely different than your, like, tradition. I mean, I I don't want to compare it to other sports and other experiences. But, like, it's definitely a huge sacrifice. Yeah, it's super intense, too, because it's very, um, everything's very precise, it seems like. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't be out of position. I mean, I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just wondering, it seems like it's a very intense sport because of all the details that are involved. Yeah, I'd say attention to detail is something that I've obtained from doing dance, from ballet specifically, for so many years, because ballet is very, like, 
I think like what you're talking about strict like punctual almost like every single movement has a specific like place it needs to be at a specific time um so like doing dance it definitely affected my like everyday routines like how I would um attempt to like do certain tasks certain things and I think like not having dance honestly is certain has definitely affected me in general because like I'm definitely like less punctual less like organized and like as like neat in those specific ways that ballet provided me um so yeah I think I think you definitely you're definitely um hitting on like an important like part of like dance and how it, it affects everyday tasks and stuff like that Mm-hmm. Yeah. It. What's. Would. What would you say is the best part or the most fun part of dance as a. I guess it's a sport or an art. I mean, it's a combination really of arts mm-hmm. and sports, which I think is cool. Yeah. Um, I definitely say like the people you meet. The dance world is like, it's like big, but it's very small. My mom likes to like, or every time we like. My mom is from New York, um, and, like, we visit a lot, Brooklyn specifically, and, like, she's really, um, like, involved in the dance community, and, like, whenever we go anywhere, she's always, like, running into people she knows, so I definitely say the people you meet, because, like, even if you try to escape them, like, you'll know them for a really, really long time. Um, There's people, like, I run into that I danced with like 10 years ago that I'm like wait I think I know you from somewhere yeah so yeah it's definitely like the relationships you build um and I'd say like just like being able to express yourself in a different way or like different than like the like traditional way of expressing yourself um being able to express yourself through like movement is like just Mm -hmm. a really intricate and like personal thing that can also be like turned into like something so big that can be performed to like hundreds and thousands of people and I I just think in that way it's just really it's really interesting and it's really like it's how you see it and it's how you like want to like interpret it I guess. Mm -hmm. Now growing up uh, are there certain building blocks that you have to achieve or go through in order to get to maybe more complex or intricate dances? So I know like ballet, like you have to start out with ballet, correct? And mm-hmm. then you sort of move up and get into some different types of dancing. Yeah. So when I'd say when you're like younger, like you do, I think they start you out with all different types of dance. You do like ballet, modern, jazz, tap like, all different types of things, and I think that's how, like, dancers really, like, see which path they want to take, because there's so many different paths, um, so a lot of people choose ballet, but a lot of people choose, like, so many other things, or all of them, um, but I definitely chose ballet, and then when you're trying to, like, I guess, develop your skill, it's definitely a lot of practice, um, a lot of, like, stretching like daily a lot of um conditioning like the amount of like um I guess pressure and like work you're putting on your feet and your like different parts of your body that you're using it's really important to like make sure you're like warming up correctly because 
dance injuries are so frequent and like it's so easy to like hurt a specific part of your body mm -hmm. like so many different things um and then like as you continue to like master like these different techniques you start um something called point and that's like uh everyone like knows it as like when you dance on like the boxes and stuff um so point shoes are definitely a huge milestone in a ballet dancer's life and you get fitted and it's like a huge like like not celebration but like it's a huge like accomplishment um because it's such a hard thing to accomplish right um so yeah i'd say that's like not the highest level but that's like the main goal of every like ballet dancer so how do you get to the the point like the place where you get into point do your feet have to be like really I, I'm thinking your feet have to be really strong to be able to hold these yeah. poses right I don't yeah. know yeah it's definitely you you can't just like not dance like ever and then put on a pair of point shoes and just start dancing like you'll definitely have some injuries like yeah some serious injuries to your feet ankles it's definitely like years of priming and then mm -hmm. You um, take pre-point classes, which, like, condition, like, specific parts of your feet that, like, strengthen them so that they can hold up, like, your weight, the weight of your body when it's, like, yeah. constantly on just boxes. Um, I won't say, like, there's a way to, like, avoid, like, your toes, like, getting injured and stuff. Like, that's, like, it depends on, like, how frequently you're dancing and stuff, but, like, your toes are always like subject to like injury because it, they're just it's the friction between the box and the in the skin so that's just something that is like a common thing among dancers but like it's just a lot of practice how about ankle of, strength like you need yeah ankle all your legs yeah. i mean need to be really strong to be able to support yeah constant like um like, I, there's a bunch of, like, French terms that I want to use. Like, relevé is one, and it's, like, when you're just going up and down on your feet, and, like, you do it for, like, I don't know. When I was in pre-point, we did it, like, um, 60 times per set. We did, like, five sets. Like, we'd do that five sets in a row, up, down, up, down, and, like, my ankles were on fire, but, like, you just have to keep going, and, like, it's, a, it's definitely a lot of determination, a lot of you can't, like, give up. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's such a mental – it seems such a mental sport, too, because yeah. – so I can only speak from doing yoga. Like, I'm really into <laughs> doing yoga. I think I've told yeah, our yeah, class yeah. before last year. And just the ability to balance sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like, you really need to fixate your mind on the certain positions that you're in yeah. or else you'll fall over or you're, you know, you'll hurt, hurt yourself or – you won't make it work. Like yeah. you need your mind fixated. Um, so th all the details that we're talking about, the mental component of dance, it seems so necessary to like effective dancing. Yeah, no, it definitely is. Um, having like the will and like, honestly, it's like what they say about college. Like it's, it's what you put into it. So like if you're not, like, giving dance your 100%, your focus, your willingness to learn, your, um, your being okay with, like, failing, with failure and, like, just restarting, like, if you're not giving it all of those things, then it's not going to, like, be what you want it to be. 
but also like recognizing that like there's no like specific way to dance like I feel like sometimes people try to like neatly categorize dance and like say like only this it can pass as as dance and like this is what dance looks like this is what dancers look like but honestly like there are no restrictions to dance again it's like what you make it um it's very personal it's really authentic like things like that so let me ask you Abna about your senior year you said that it's been sort of stressful at least in the fall with all the stuff that's happening and I want to talk about writing and personal essay writing and I'm wondering like what did you what did you think about writing about in order to I guess convey yourself on these college essays because I know that they're such an important part of the college admissions process what was that I mean what was the application process like for you and what did you think about writing about yeah um I thought well when I was like first I started thinking about this well Bryn Mawr encourages students to think about all of the stuff over the summer of, like, before your senior year um, because, you know, it's bad to have it all at the end and, like, be late and stuff. So I was I was really thinking about it over the summer, and there are so many things to talk about, but I couldn't, like, formulate any ideas, I guess. Um, but I have had a really strong connection with, bridges um over the past couple of years and that's like been something that's honestly like been like become integral with my identity and like on like I don't I always am talking about bridges like I love it so much um so that's what I decided to focus on for my college essays um I found that I was able to like really talk about it passionately Um, And also, like, Bridges is also what contributed to helping me find what I want to major in and, like, become my career, which is um, child psychology. So, yeah, so I just, um, I definitely say, like, that's, like, the main thing that I wrote about on my college essays. Um, But I think it's really, like, it's more than just, like, the community service and, like, the volunteering, like, it's, it was, in in the way that I put it in my essays, I think it was just, like, a thing that really changed my life in a certain way, um, and, like, just a thing that I wanted to, like, dedicate the rest of my life to, so, yeah. How did you, uh, how'd you get into Bridges? Did you get into it freshman year, or? Um, so I, my freshman year was, like, really, it was basically virtual, like, we had, like, these things called awesome spaces, and, like, it was, like, when we'd have, like, days that some groups would come in and be in person, and some groups would be virtual, but I was basically virtual all year, so Bridges wasn't something that I even knew about, um, coming straight from middle school, but I found it in my sophomore year, um, my mom, like I said, she's a dancer, but she's also a teacher, like she's a dance teacher slash professor kind of. Um, so she works with college students, but she also works with like middle school students, high school students, and like even younger children. And like just the concept of like looking out for children, taking care of children, even as a child was something that, that 
I just like always understood in my life, I guess, and like resonated with. Hmm. Um, so when I found Bridges, and it was like for like people that don't know, it's a um, organization where you can volunteer to tutor um, kids. I want to say third to fifth grade for the after school program, um, and. It's at Gilman, it's at Bryn Mawr, um, and it's at St. Paul's, um, but it's just really fun, and you meet all these amazing, intelligent children who are just, like, so willing to learn, but um, yet they're just not given the opportunity to, unfortunately. Um, so being able to, like, be a part of something so, like, monumental in their lives, such as, like, preparing them for, like, these tests that they're going to have to take and other things like get into other schools and like continue in the steps in the path in their to their life it's just like a really great feeling um so yeah I found it in 10th grade um I was chosen luckily so that was really great and I did it um junior year and then I also did it in the summer of junior year at the summer institute at Gilman. That's pretty cool and I think it gives you a program like this gives you the sense of like how big of an impact you can have on little kit like you know that you're working with that you're involved in their life and you're really showing them that you know there are these other opportunities out there for them to learn and get educated and you know um, look for different ways to have like bright futures I think that's that's awesome yeah definitely um and and what kind of things do you do with the kit like do you do different lessons do you play games with them what is sort of a afternoon in the bridges program like yeah so um usually it's like pretty structured for the most part like we have um some time dedicated to helping them with their homework from school or if they don't have any homework um we do like math worksheets and stuff like that so we get a lot of like academic work done but then um the really important part to like in my opinion is the outdoor time outdoors time and the free time where the um I don't want the volunteers and the students can really like come together and um, bond, learn more about each other. I feel like that's just so important to the two bridges just because like the relationships you build with the children are just so like important to them and like they're so, um, on, they're life-changing in both like the volunteer and the student's life. And like I still know um, students from like years ago that have like moved on to do great things and like I see them like at um like anywhere I'm like how are things and it's like it's just it's a relationship that like stays which is like really important um but yeah we have outdoors time and that can be like the they love kickball we play a lot of kickball at Gilman um but there's like different activities like Sometimes we'll do, like, um, jump roping. That's, like, something that, like, a lot of the kids have a hard time with jump roping, so we do a lot of, like, jump roping, like, lessons, which I thought was really fun. Um, and, yeah, just, like, stuff like that. So It's pretty cool that you 
think that you want to study child psychology. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Good for you. Okay. So maybe we can talk about your book recommendation that you, that you thought of for today. Yeah, sure. So I was like thinking about like all the books that I could and I chose the color purple specifically because, um, the new, um, I guess movie slash book interpretation came out and I was really, I was lucky enough to see it like the day it released, it was like, I think, I want to say it was like the day after Christmas or it was like on Christmas or something. Um, and I saw it in New York and it was like, I loved like the crowd, like in the literal movie theater because like, I don't know, like New Yorkers, like (laughs) great personalities. So everyone was, it was a really interactive crowd. Um, they're really, theater. yeah. Um, and, um, there were high points and low points in the movies. So, like, people, you could really tell, like, how people really resonated with it and, like, just the energy. And um, when I remember reading the book, um, and, like, it differed from the book a lot, but, like, I just, I think that it really kept and upheld the important theme. So, um, in the book, like, it follows Celie, the main, the protagonist, and... Um, it follows, like, her, um, issues with, um, things like abuse with her stepfather and her husband later and how she finds and interprets love later in the book and how she explores her identity, how she, um, struggles with race and just, every like every single important aspect of identity you could think of and I just found that like the new movie interpretation really emphasized some important aspects of the book that even the book didn't really emphasize in its own way um specifically like in Celie's like I guess romance with Suge which is another character in the book um so yeah it just really defined like love and um through race and many other lenses so yeah i think that makes a big difference too when you watch a movie and everyone like you're in the theater of people like Mm -hmm. the emotions that you're describing it's much different from just sitting at home watching a movie you know i think it there's a lasting impact of that yeah definitely and in the theater like i'm not gonna like spoil anything but but at the end like everyone was in tears, I'll just yeah. say. Um, yeah. But, like, it was, like, I don't know. I just felt like everyone, like, literally, if you looked around, everyone had tissues out, like, sobbing. Like, from people that, like, from children to, like, older um, adults to, like, seniors. Like, everyone was crying. And, like, I just felt like it just had, like, such a beautiful, like, relatable feeling. And it was, like, it was sad, but it was, like, nice in a way, um, and it, like, it gave me, like, a kind of conclusion that the book didn't give me, just because I was able to, like, experience it in person, I guess, but, like, it was just really nice, so. Now, did you read the book in school or on your own? So, I read the book bef- on my own, and then we read it again in school, and when I first read it on my own, my mom made me read it, like, I want to say in, like, middle school, so I feel like, when you read it, like, so young, you're not really able to, like, 
mm-hmm. understand it in a certain way. Um, so then we read it again high school, my sophomore year, and um, I was really able to understand it in a certain way just because we were able to like analyze it as a group and I was able to hear other people's opinions and stuff like that. Well, Abana, thank you very much for uh, for coming in. I'm glad that uh, your senior year is going well. Best of luck thank this you. spring. Um, yeah, it's good to see you. Good to catch up. I'm glad things are good. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Cesare. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs>